Folks, it's finally here. It is time. It is the Arkansas Razorbacks in the NCAA tournament taking on Vermont, and we're going to preview it all with Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to betonline.net where the game starts. I am now very pleased to welcome in a very special guest here on the podcast, someone else who's also in Buffalo with me, but we're not in the same room, but he is kind enough to join us, and it is Curtis Wilkerson of And Curtis, appreciate you joining us, man. I see that you're uh, there at the arena already, kind of jealous. It's probably a lot more fun there than it is in my hotel room. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. It's uh, getting close to game time here. It, it's insane the amount of people that are around this arena today compared to yesterday and the day before. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Be prepared for that when you get down here. But yeah, down in the uh, in the media press conference room and excited for a big day. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to have to get down there extra early after my radio show ends uh, to, to get involved in it. So, uh, but, you know, just looking at Arkansas and Vermont, you know, we've been hanging out the past few days and here in Buffalo, and we've talked about pretty much anything and everything you can about this game and about this matchup. Uh, but just from your perspective, it seems like Arkansas is kind of the the trendy upset pick for a lot of people thinking Vermont's going to win. Why is that? Why is it? Is it more about what Vermont does or is it more about the people not necessarily trusting Arkansas? Why are so many people on the upset bandwagon for Vermont? Well, I, I think it's twofold. I, I do. I think part of it's what Vermont does very well, which is uh, they're so efficient offensively. We know they can shoot the three. They've got eight guys who've hit more than 23s on the season. Uh, they've got a couple stud players. You know, we, we talk about J.D. Note and Jalen Williams, the inside-out duo for Arkansas. Vermont has one of those two, and, and Ryan Davis in the post and Ben Shungu at the off-guard position. So a couple of really nice players there. Uh, they run their stuff. They create good shots. They take good shots, and they make them, uh, and they don't turn the ball over. So this is not a team that's going to beat themselves. you got to go out and beat them. And, and so I think that's why people like them. They, they've been doing a lot of winning. They've lost one game since the Cowardner flip to 2022. It was an overtime without two of their starters. So, uh, you know, it's a team that's red hot. I think they won every game in their conference tournament by more than 30 points. Uh, so, you know, a lot to like about Vermont there. And, and then I, I think you look at Arkansas, obviously they've been playing incredibly well, you know, over the course of the last two months. Uh, you know, lost two out of their last three, a couple tough games at, at Tennessee. The Texas A&M game was a little bit of the clunker, but that's kind of the last uh, you know, taste of the Razorbacks that everybody has. So maybe there's a little recency bias when people are looking at the upset special there. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. It's like Vermont and the way that they've dominated their conference has been really impressive. And I even think that yesterday when we got a chance to hear from the players uh, for Arkansas, we were talking about, you know, the similarities of the style of play that Vermont has. And there's really no one in the SEC that plays that style. Like, I know that Musk said, oh, well, AM plays a slower pace, but I think it's a different type. It's almost like Northern Iowa may be a better comparison for Vermont and uh, where they played them at uh, earlier this year. So, like, how, I mean, how much of a factor is it? Because it's as simple as just stopping the three. Like, is that it? 
You know, is that pretty much how you beat Vermont if you're Arkansas, or is it a little more complex than that? I mean, yeah, sure, it's a little more complex than that, but if you want to boil it down to one thing, it's a pretty good place to start. You know, when when we see the Cinderella stories in March Madness, a lot of times it starts with teams getting red hot from three. Uh, so, yeah, and, you know, obviously Vermont's a team that's very capable of doing that. You mentioned uh, pretty much everybody in their rotation can knock down shots. Uh, they're not necessarily shot creators. They're not the J.D. Notes of the world who do it off the bounce, uh, but they screen, they cut, they free themselves up for open looks, and they knock them down. So uh, Arkansas defending that's going to be a major key. I expect them to be very physical and aggressive early, try to be disruptive and pressure Vermont, get them uncomfortable out of what they want to do, make them put it on the floor and see if they can go make a basket at the rim. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think defending the three is a big part of it. And then the other side of it, uh, really, I think maybe the X factor of the game is, is Vermont's big man, Ryan Davis, you know, six foot eight, 250 pound guy. Uh, he's, he's a very efficient. He's scoring at almost an 80% clip around the basket. So when he gets the ball down there, he scores it. a crafty dude. He's got the fancy kind of old school post moves, and then he can step out and knock down the three at over 40%. So probably going to be a matchup for Jalen Williams. That's going to be a big key to the game, how Arkansas defends them because they like to keep Jalen Williams sagged off in the lane a little bit and drop coverage, take those charges. You can't really do that against this guy. He can burn you from three. You know, another thing that we talked about was Vermont and the rebounding. And I did a little more in-depth research because I saw their rebounding numbers as a team. I'm like, it's not very good. Like, their leading rebounder averages like six rebounds a game. Um, so, But then I looked at it, and they actually are in the top 25 in defensive rebounds. But – in the offensive rebounds, it's like nothing. Like they have none. So it's almost like are they just the type of team that fires up a shot and then just gets back? I mean, what what is their what is their element right now? Oh, I, I think part of it is they're so efficient they don't miss a lot of shots. So maybe they don't have as many opportunities to get offensive rebounds as some other teams. But yeah, I do think you're right. That's a lot of it. They probably don't crash the offensive glass with two or three guys as, as hard as you see teams in the SEC do. They get back, they set their defense where they defend really well in the half court. I, I think that's a big part of what they do. So, uh, yeah, that's part of it. But but it is interesting. You know, they're not uh, the tallest team or the most athletic team. But one thing that stood out to me about them yesterday is those guys are weight room strong. They're all well put together, big, broad shoulders. So I, I don't think they'll necessarily out physical Arkansas, but I, I think they can probably hold their own from a toughness standpoint. And you mentioned their defensive rebounding rate. You're right. I mean, they give up. Uh, very, very few offensive rebounds. Well, that's a big part of what Arkansas does is crashes the glass, gets the offensive boards, the easy putbacks, guys like Aldis Tony. Uh, so that's also going to be an interesting thing to watch in this one. Yeah, and also the fact that, um, you know, it's kind of come down to where this year it's been about J.D. Note and Jalen Williams and how they go. And then after that, you can get an Amude, you can get uh, Aldis Tony, who has shown he's capable, whoever it is. But if there's like one player, besides J.D. Note and Jalen Williams, the guy that you really feel like has to bring it in this tournament for Arkansas to advance. Uh, who's the guy that needs to step up and be consistent? I, I think it's Stanley Amude. I mean, he's been a guy that's been playing really well down the stretch. He shot the three incredibly well, which is something that Arkansas really needs as a team, another consistent threat out there. Uh, and he can do it at different levels. You can post him up. He can score in the mid-range, uh, in transition. Uh, so, you know, when you have a guy like that, and that's why Arkansas brought him in. I mean, he's a guy who scored at a high, high level at South Dakota. Uh, he kind of has the makeup. He, he's that type of dude 
Uh, they can get hot and win you a game in March, go for 25-plus. Uh, and there was just something about him to me yesterday in that press conference. This is a guy, he's, he's been playing college basketball for a long time. This is his first NCAA tournament. Uh, but he just seems so just kind of calm, cool, and collected. He's got a quiet confidence about him that kind of makes you feel like he's just laying in the weeds waiting to strike. I think he's the guy that could make, you know, turn Arkansas's big two into more of a big three. We'll continue our conversation with Curtis Wilkerson here in just a second. But, folks, i got to tell you about stat here. You may have filled out your brackets already. That's great. That's great that you did that. But there's other ways that you can find ways to win in March Madness, and you don't have to deal with any of the nonsense of being busted in your bracket in the very beginning. And that's what Stat Hero is all about. It's a pick em contest where that stars the pit player, the star players against the other great players as well. In an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling, you take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. In addition to their pick em games, they also have a dozen of lineups that you can comb through and try to take on head to head. They simply post the best set of players for you to take on with the set of players that you choose. It's easy, it's fast, and it's the best way to get your sports action fixed. And it's got a very simple and sleek gameplay that you can have you playing in a matter of minutes. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% cash deposit back. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions still apply. We're also brought to you by Built Bar, which we know that it's tough to these days to try to find something that's healthy and that's something that's good and something that uh, you actually want to eat. But Built Bar has been so great at finding ways to make their Built Bars so incredibly tasting, but also extremely healthy as well. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, so you know you're getting something great. And by listening to this podcast, there's a great deal for you. All you got to do is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com is our guest right now on the podcast. And uh, Curtis, we, we talked about this game. Let's talk about futures. Let's just go ahead for funsies play, say that Arkansas ends up beating Vermont and they advance in the in the NCAA tournament. What's going to keep this Razorback basketball team from making it to the second weekend, to the Sweet 16, to the Elite Eight? What's the one thing that could hold them back and keep them from making another run in the tournament? Boy, that's a tough question. You know, I, I probably would have to say uh, just some, you know, the offensive inconsistency that this team has at times. I mean, the defense really travels. And, you know, with the exception of that game against AM, uh, it's been incredible for the last couple months. You have to feel good about where they're at from that standpoint. Uh, but, you know, the last three games or so here, uh, JD Note hasn't been nearly as efficient as typical. Uh, Jalen Williams, who is a double-double machine, he's been held in single digits three games in a row. Uh, and, and this is a team that can hit you with spurtability. We know Eric Musselman loves that term. They'll, they'll pop you for a 12-0 run real quick. But on the flip side, uh, they've been prone to building up big leads or, or making big comebacks. And then there's these long stretches where they struggle to score unless they're getting to the free throw line. And that's not a given in the NCAA tournament. So if there's one thing that I think maybe could hold this team back, it would be, you know, if, if you're playing a tough team, it's a win or go home situation. The pressure is amplified and you get into one of those scoring droughts. 
how do you dig yourself out of it? So that's probably where I would pinpoint. Yeah, that's probably the thing that makes most Razorback fans worried. Because even last year and the run that they went on, it was never really the offense was never a problem. Like it was never because, yeah, they, they would have games where they didn't score a lot. But you just felt like Moses Moody was going to go and get his. You knew that Justin Smith was going to go and get his. You knew that. Uh, a guy like Jalen Williams or Debo Davis could go and be that next guy. Even Jalen Tate could go out and hit. Like It seemed like you had a lot more options and guys that could be a little bit more consistent. Even Desi Sills sometimes had, last year had some good games. But with this year, it's just like your best offensive player is J.D. Note, but we know he takes a high-volume amount of shots, and he misses a lot of them. Jalen Williams is great, but – you know, he's a double double machine, but most of his double doubles are like at 10 points, you know, or 12 points. Uh, Mamude has the ability, but some games he'll go for 30, and then you know, other games he'll go for six. So I think it's just the inconsistency from the offensive numbers and from the individual players where it's like you know, defensively it'll be there, and defensively they'll be able to stay in every game, but you got to score to win, like you got to be able to score. and like one bad offensive game, which Arkansas has had many of those this year, but one bad offensive game could put you out of the tournament pretty early. Yeah, I mean, it's 100% true. And it's interesting, you know, Arkansas had a couple uh, of those big games at home, the wins over ranked teams where they shot, you know, under well under 40% from the field and, and probably not too well from three. So the precedent is there. That was also in front of, you know, 20,000 in Bud Walton Arena. So uh, I agree. It, it's it's the consistency thing. And so you get into this tournament now and you, you have a pretty good feel, like you mentioned, about the, the few guys that can get it done for you. Who can step up beyond that? You know, we saw uh, a Chris Likes, for example. You know, he had two really nice games at, at Tennessee uh, and then the SEC tournament at LSU. And you're thinking, oh, this is the guy they signed. He's ready to roll. And then he had one point and, and some turnovers against Texas A&M. So he had a setback. Day to day, you don't know what he, he's going to give you. And then the same thing with Devo. He's, he's had an up-and-down year, too. But you know if you get the March version of, of Devo Davis, he can win you an NCAA tournament game. He won Arkansas multiple NCAA tournament games last year. But you can't go into a game banking on that because it's been so inconsistent throughout the course of the year. I, I agree. What do you think of the draw, though, for Arkansas, just kind of looking at who they would more than likely face? Because if they win this one, you would think they would probably play UConn. And, you know, UConn's been a, a pretty solid team at a five seed. And if they won that one, you'd more than likely play Gonzaga, the one seed. Because so, last year, I'm not taking anything away from because you'll always take what you can get. But Arkansas did get a little bit of a benefit where they were able to take care of Benz against Colgate. Texas Tech was a great team, great game. Could have gone either way. Arkansas came out on top. But Oral Roberts, who they still barely beat, it was a 15 seed and a team that they had faced already that year. Like they – benefited a little bit from that in that sweet 16 game to go to the elite eight but in this one it'd be like no you're facing against gonzaga like you're going against a number one seed more than likely unless uh, an upset happens so i feel like that might be the little thing that could keep them from repeating what they did last year is just it seems like they have a tougher road ahead of them than what they did last year so so you're telling me that you don't expect Boise State or Memphis to beat Gonzaga in the second round. I, I'm, I'm putting you on record for that. No, I, go, I, know, yeah. I, I know what you mean. And, and it's true. You know, uh, I was a little concerned about that Texas Tech matchup last year. I thought Arkansas handled that really well. The UConn, potential UConn matchup, not to take anything away from New Mexico State. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's a 12-5. You see those upsets, probably a couple of them every year. But, uh, you know, if it goes according to chalk, 
UConn's tough. I mean, it's a team that shoots the three pretty well. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the country. And so we've seen the struggles Arkansas's had at times with a group like LSU. Well, the next time they got a shot at them, they did a lot better. And, and I think they were, what, plus 14 on the glass against them. So it's a big physical Arkansas lineup. I like the way they match up against UConn. I think it would be an awesome game here. But then to go next week and, and travel across three time zones to play Gonzaga in San Francisco, that's uh, man, that's a lot to ask of anybody. So I hope it happens. I'd love to make the trip. But, uh, yeah, that would be tough. It's definitely a, a more challenging road in terms of the potential teams that you face. And then also it's not all locked up in the bubble in Indianapolis. You're traveling all over the place, and that matters. Yeah, I mean, like we know that Arkansas really got screwed in this whole thing as far as locations and everything. Like, and when you put it like that, three time zones for the next game, and you're going off against a team that's already in that time zone and is not having to travel far at all. Like, you would think they would have all the benefit from that. Because here's the thing: like, I like going one time zone from Central to Eastern time has screwed with my mind. Like, like, and I'm sure you felt the same way. I couldn't imagine going from all right, you're in central time zone, then you're in eastern time zone for a week, and then you travel, and now where it was 7 o'clock where you were, it's actually 4 o'clock where you're at now, and your practices, your sleep schedule, like, I just couldn't imagine what it does to your psyche and trying to get ready and get the quick turnaround and be able to get it all going and play an NCAA tournament game. I feel like that has to be a factor. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and I, I'll be really anxious to see how they handle that. I guess if there's a a plus side or, or a silver lining with Arkansas, you do have Eric Musselman who coached in the NBA for so long. And so that dude is used to going East coast to West coast and playing back to backs in, in the NBA. So in terms of quick prep and maybe, you know, eliminating some of that jet lag pretty quick or whatever it might be, he's probably got some pretty sound advice. So if there's one team that could handle it uh, based on their leadership, I, I guess it would probably be Arkansas, but I, you're right. I mean, this whole situation has me all messed up. I don't know what time it is. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here, but tell people back home what's going on in central time. I've, I've messed it up about a dozen times already. So I, I don't know if I give somebody a time, probably don't want to pay attention to what I have to say. Yeah, it's definitely going to throw you off. We'll get to our final segment with Kurt, Curtis Wilkerson here in just a second. But folks, I got to tell you about it being that time of year. College basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. It remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all sporting wagering this season. Uh, your, and your information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions over at betonline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment with Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com. So, Curtis, uh, we've been made of uh, Buffalo so far. And don't worry, nobody in Buffalo is going to be watching this YouTube page. So you can say whatever you want. What have you made of your time here in Buffalo? Well, I, I tell you what, if, if, you, if you ask anybody from the city who looked at my Twitter, they probably think I hate it. Uh, took a 12-second took a video from my, just my view from my hotel room and said, hey, this is, this is Buffalo where Arkansas is playing. It was a... It was a gloomy day. Apparently, it was the wrong side of the, the city to be taking pictures of. And 
and people didn't like that. And so I, I actually feel kind of bad about it because I, I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about Buffalo, but Hey, you know what? I've, I've enjoyed it. And I was worried, man. I thought going from Tampa to Buffalo, I'm like, okay, we're going from hot to cold. Are we going to get snowed on? What's yeah. going on here? But honestly, after the first day that we got here, it's been really nice. I mean, it was nice yesterday. Super nice today. It's up in the sixties. Uh, you know, we got to go to Niagara Falls with the basketball team and, and check that out. I mean, it's a pretty unique experience. And, you know, honestly, the, the places that we've gone together uh, to try out some of these famous buffalo wings, I mean, it's yeah. been it's been pretty cool. I, I Listen, I still haven't had uh, the best wing ever here yet. I mean, that that mission is still ongoing, uh, but it's been a cool experience. You know, it's a, it's a neat town. It's super lively today with everybody down here, not only for March Madness, but St. Patrick's Day. So it's just absolutely nuts downtown. Uh, so, you know, d- despite what some people might think, uh, I believe about it. I, I think it's been pretty cool so far. Yeah, I saw uh, people were ripping you and people were uh, ripping, even ripping me, like, because I, I just posted a picture of it. And sure. I was just like, you know, listen, I'm not like, I'm sure there's nice areas and stuff. And it is fine. Like, it's a cool little city and all that. But, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, like, what do you want me to say? You want me to come out here and just be like, wow, this is the most incredible city. Buffalo, New York is where everything's at. And it's so beautiful. Like, I just feel like I'd be lying to myself if I ended up saying that. Yeah, I know. I, I get what you're saying. And honestly, you know, when I took the video and I, I do that everywhere we go, you know, take pictures or, or video, whatever. Like, hey, this is where we're at, traveling, following the Razorbacks. But I made it a point not to really make any impression whatsoever about it because, I mean, you could tell based on the day it's it's cloudy it's rainy again i i guess the the better side of town is across the hotel um so i didn't want to put any opinion out there but people had that opinion for me so hey listen it it is what it is and i've i've enjoyed my experience here and uh hey hopefully it it lasts for a few more days and we get to experience more of the town with uh with a razorback win or two have you ever been to san francisco if they end up going there Oh yeah, I've I've been to San Francisco before. I really hope that happens. That's a it's a unique city, really cool place. Uh, Chinatown down there is is incredible. Uh, sign me up for that. I, I hope it happens. Yeah, I've never been to San Francisco, really? so I'd, yeah, I'd have to experience that and see how it goes. I wouldn't. I Not mean, I'd lo- <laughs> Yeah, it's like I love it for the fact that they would go to the Sweet Sixteen and stuff, but you know, it's just I've seen it in movies, you know, the city itself in movies and all that stuff. So I've never been to California. Like I've not been anywhere out there. So this would be my first experience not only in San Francisco, but in California. So I'm really hoping that happens too, because that would be pretty that would be pretty fun. But uh either way, we're, we gotta get it done. We gotta we gotta make sure that this goes through and that we get to make multiple trips. Because I'd also like to go to New Orleans. I think that would be pretty cool to to go to as well. I, I would say that a, a final four in New Orleans that involves Arkansas would be uh, just about the perfect combination of madness that there could be. So, uh, yeah, you know, sign me up for that, too. And I mean, think about the road that Arkansas would go through uh, to get to that point. You know, we talked about potentially Gonzaga. OK, well, then what's going to happen if, if Arkansas advances to the Elite Eight? Maybe you're looking at Duke, and, yeah. which would mean if you get past them, you're you know, giving Coach K a loss in his final game. So the potential is there, I mean, for some absolutely crazy storylines. And, uh, you know, I, I think one thing we've learned over the course of this season is not to bet against Arkansas. Don't count them out regardless of what you think because they're going to, one, they're going to keep receipts, and, and two, they're going to make you pay for it every time. So we'll see what happens. But we'll uh, we'll know a lot more here in a few hours. It's uh, You, you can kind of start to feel the buzz around the arena. I think the Iowa game or 
no, maybe it's the Providence game. I don't know. Somebody's getting ready to play and, and they're getting ready to tip off. I hear the announcing uh, the starting lineups getting announced in the background. So it's uh, it's here, man. March Madness is finally back. Aren't we glad? And we hope that we can continue on and talk more about this for the next few weeks. And the Razorbacks just got to keep getting it done, man. So Curtis Wilkerson, Hogsports.com. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy March Madness. And I'm sure I'll be seeing you here in just a few hours as well. Hey, that, that sounds good. Appreciate you having me on. We'll see you in a little bit.